Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vines on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee hover? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, how's it feel, Shane, <laughs> to be 2-0? and oh, there's Only about half the league can say it, and Cousin Shane is in that category. Must feel great. Oh, man, it's bittersweet, Mike, but I ain't going to lie, man. I've been dodging them Aggies. or <laughs> I shouldn't say the Aggies. I'm supportive of them, but I've had a lot of, a lot of those folks that have, have blown up my mentions reminding me that I was the only one to have Texas A&M winning an SEC championship. But, uh, you know, I don't want that to put shade over my Tennessee volunteers going up to Pittsburgh and getting a victory up there. That was, uh, that was a hell of a sight as well. Great football this weekend, Mike. Absolutely. Dirty, ugly, nasty games. But, man, there were some people that that barely got away with a victory and uh, some less fortunate. Well, as you wisely texted me, Shane, during this uh, right after the NS game you said well hell they're still undefeated in sec play so a lot to get to we'll get to a&m in just a minute shane but uh hey we got to do a little mea culpa here let's start with what it was probably the game of the week not only in the sec but that the country really alabama holds on 20 to 19 beats Mm -hmm. texas on the road and why i say mea culpa shane i gotta give respect to them texas longhorns and those fans I, I don't know if you saw it. We were, you know, putting it out on the Twitter feed and everything, but these people were showing uh-huh. up at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm talking thousands upon thousands of, of people just yeah. lined up, ready to get into that stadium. It was a crazy, crazy environment. 15 penalties on Alabama, so uncharacteristic. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I, I, you got to – you have to put a lot of that on the crowd. And, and just, you know, the showing yeah. there in Austin, that game – Lived up to the hype. There was a lot of people hyping it up. We were hyping it down. We could not have been more wrong. I mean, Alabama was lucky to survive that game. Uh, don't you think? Dude, very lucky. Very lucky. And, of course, I'm seeing a couple of pictures and videos after the game where they really got lucky, it looked yeah. like. You know, a couple penalties didn't didn't get called. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, they were truly lucky. I, I was, you know <clears> – <throat> I probably should apologize. I hate to say it, um, but you know, here's here's a program that sooner than later is going to find its way in the SEC, and this may be the last time they play at noon. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this this was it was an ugly fought game, and and if Alabama didn't have a few breaks go their way, that they're walking away the biggest upset of the night, you know, and I know that's crazy because you got Texas A&M and, 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 uh, App State, but you know, we were expecting 40 point game here, Mike, we weren't expecting anything. There's a 20 something point spread. Vegas wasn't expecting anything, yeah. but them, this team came out and they fought and they, they fought hard. And, uh, like I said, if a couple of breaks didn't fall Alabama's way, we're, 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 we're talking a different story today, man. Yeah, and I promise I'll get to the game in just a minute, Shane. But, hell, even if you if you hate Texas, if you hate Alabama, like so many probably listen to this do, <laughs> and, and, you know, you were rooting for one, or, hell, you were, some people probably rooting for, for both to lose. You know what I mean? But this, if nothing else, Shane, cemented in my mind that Texas is going to be one hell of a fit in the SEC. Yeah. 
because this was, you know, it's, it's very, very uh, rare that they get the Crimson Tide in Austin. And it just has me thinking, Shane, it won't be long until the Volunteers are in Austin. Uh, LSU, I know they did it a couple years ago, but that was yeah. a hell of a game. Florida Gators, Mississippi yes, State, Georgia Bulldogs, on and on and on. I mean, each time they make that first trip to Austin, it's going to be special. And and the reverse, when, when mm-hmm. Texas comes to Nashville, when they come to Oxford, when they yeah. come to Starkville, I mean, this is – the SEC is already the king, man, but this is just going to make it that much more exciting when we get some new, fresh games with some some elite yeah. teams and players and coaches. I, I can't wait for it. Well, and it's shots fired, Mike. Um, you know, here's a program we were expecting to blow out, and and the narrative was, you know, you're not in the SEC yet, you know, but but now you've got these fans showing up 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, we saw all the videos that the, the, I mean, it was just, they were ready, man. They Alabama came into a buzzsaw there. Uh, and hell, if that quarterback didn't get hurt, I don't know, man, you know, it could have, it could have played differently. So yeah, this was a, a hell of a game. And just a, like I said, a small taste of what's coming in the future. And, and the thing is with Texas, it's bright, you know, you got Arch Manning coming in, you've got. These young, it's a young team, you know. By the time they hit the SEC, you know, Steve and company, you know, they they may be ready for the SEC. So hell, they are. They they about took down number one Alabama. It's a feat we didn't think was going to happen. Right. So, but you know, at the end of the day, it was, it was an ugly win, but it was a win, brother. Yeah, and you know, so focusing on the game, Shane. Jace McClellan had an eighty-yard touchdown run near the end of the first quarter. And mm-hmm. I even tweeted it out, Shane. I was like, well, by God, I, I didn't think it'd take this long for Alabama's first 80-yard <laughs> touchdown. I thought we were going to get 80, 80, 80, 80-yard touchdowns mm-hmm. in this ball game, But that was pretty much the highlight of Alabama to, up until the fourth quarter. And, and like you so many missed opportunities for Texas, Shane. They dropped an interception. They dropped yeah. the touchdown. Xavier Worthy, who, who he had a great game, but he dropped a wide-open touchdown. Would have been huge. Like you said, Quinn Ewers knocked out from the game. He's out for six to eight weeks, they're saying now. So, I mean, this was a serious penalty. Mm-hmm. The, the backup quarterback, Hudson Card, they brought in. He got banged up, but I, I thought he was a warrior. He had a hell of a game. Texas missed yeah. a 20-yard field goal. I didn't even know you could miss something like that right before <laughs> halftime. And how about this, Shane? I mean, we have to talk about this, but the worst damn targeting call I think I have ever yeah. seen in my life, and, and if you missed it, uh, I mean, it should have been a safety, and, and I understand Alabama. Some some of the Bama fans were coming at me like, what the hell are you talking about, you you damn Bama hater? Like, his, his elbow wasn't even down, and I, I get that, but I'll share it on the YouTube page, Shane. I took a, a screenshot of it. Both of his feet were above his waist, and he's throwing the football. Right. And they're sitting here saying, well, he's clearly he's trying to throw it to this guy over here. Like, no, you, can, you can't be upside down. And that's not a uh, uh, intentional grounding. You know what I mean? Like, however you want to slice it, that, yeah. was, that should have been a safety for Texas. And why that's so big? I know there was much time left in the game. But, hell, you're talking a two-point differential in a one-point ball game. Terrible, terrible officiating, missed field goal, or missed face mask, missed holdings. And this was an Alabama team that had a – Probably a, a record for the Saban era, 15 penalties. Just a, yeah. a very uncharacteristic Alabama over Over 100 you know yards. Uh, yeah, over 100 yards in penalties. And, and just and, and the bad thing was it, it wasn't just the penalties. It was the timing of these penalties. Mm-hmm. There was, 
you know, they extended drives uh, that that could have ended. They it, it was just it was just terrible, you know, all the way to the very end. Hell, you got you got coach running out there yelling at his players for doing the horns down. The one penalty they didn't get the entire <laughs> game, which I which I thought it was hilarious. But this was a uh, it was an ugly ugly fought game, and um, you know, hell, they're probably running right now. There's this. I want to ask you, Mike, because I'm watching this thing and I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out is is Texas. This is my my thought process. Is Texas better than we think they are? Or is Alabama worse than we thought they were? So I, I coming away from that game, you know, we're we're two games in with Alabama, mm-hmm. and, and two different programs have stepped on the field. Um, what 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 is your pulse on the Crimson Tide right now? Are they, you know, I know you came out with your power rankings and 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 whatnot, but I'm just, are are you worried after this game, or was this the wake up call uh, this 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 crew needed? Yeah, I think it's a big. Of both, Shane, I think Alabama, maybe not. But, you know, this is something I've been saying all offseason. I don't expect them to run through the SEC like everyone anticipated. They were calling it revenge season. They were going to kill everybody. And I'm right. sitting here saying, well, this is a team that struggled against LSU. They were god-awful. They lost to A&M, who lost multiple games. Mm-hmm. They got worked by Georgia in the championship. Uh, there was other games. I mean, Arkansas, Tennessee. There was a lot of games. Auburn. Auburn. Hell, yeah, they should have lost to Auburn. I mean, this was this was not one of the all-time teams, and I don't understand people saying that. But, tech, like we've been saying, Texas was a hell of a lot better. They came ready to play, and I, I think it was certainly a lot easier for Texas to get up for this game than it is Alabama considering you know all the hoopla mm-hmm. of number one coming to town and and all the energy and enthusiasm and everybody saying you're going to get your ass whooped in front of your home crowd so you know i think it's a little bit of mix of, of both shane and something yeah. we're gonna we talked about leading up to this show we're gonna introduce now moving forward which i wish we had this idea sooner but we're gonna give a weekly awards during these monday shows and yeah the, the one i want to give there's two from this game shane clutch player of the week we got to hand it to the Heisman mm-hmm. Trophy winner, Bryce Young. He's my I, I, clutch player of the week. Like I said, they struggled for so much of this ball game, yet when the game was on the line in the fourth quarter, my man was locked in. He was unstoppable. And that's hard to do when, you know, you're, you're having right. so little success for so long. I don't think Alabama – here's a big issue with Alabama, Shane. I don't think they got a difference maker at receiver. And that's why they had to hit the transfer yeah. portal because for whatever reason – I don't. I don't know. Their their receivers are are not developing. They they bring in Jermaine Burton, who is okay. They bring in the guy mm-hmm. from Louisville, who's yet to play. Who's a, they say is a speed demon. So they they maybe they just desperately need him on the field. But Bryce Young, Shane, would not be denied late in this game. He's making guys miss. He's keeping his eyes down the field. And you know, for the life of me, I couldn't figure it out. At the tail end of the game, Shane, they're down. There's about 30 seconds left in the ball game, and they got three plays. And really, they're already in field goal range. They're just trying to make it a, more of a chip shot field goal. They threw it all yeah. three times, and they had timeouts. They, they had at least one timeout remaining. I couldn't understand why in the hell they were throwing the ball. I mean, don't, you know, clearly you could have an interception and, and it would be ball game, but they just have so much confidence in Bryce Young to not make a stupid mistake that, uh, you know, I, I think yeah. that says a lot about a, a guy that is that is really just in his second year playing and, and I don't know how many quarterbacks Nick Saban have, have ever asked to put in that situation. And because normally when you think of Alabama, you think of just incredible defense and, and running the ball. Yet, 
you know, this is a complete 180 where it's the yeah. offense is, is driving the thing. Absolutely. And, and you know, that old saying, ice in the veins, well, that's why he's my clutch player of the week as well, Mike, just because those last three drives. And, and it's it's funny, come, you know, from a Tennessee fan, and we'll get to them here in a minute, but it's always like, we're going to screw this one up at some point. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is it. Knew it was going to happen. But then when you're watching a game and that Bryce is in control and you're like, there's there's none of that. It's just what's 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 about to happen. That's that's kind of you just know there's something great about to happen when he's under center and and those last three drives just cemented the fact that I still believe he's the best quarterback in the country. I mean, mm-hmm. he's if you're going if you're going into a battle and it's this is what NFL teams are looking at, man. You know, if it comes down and which kicked off today and there was some there was some terrible quarterback play and I'm sure there's a few of them them teams would love to have Bryce on there right now because he was just cool, calm and collective, man. Yeah. And one other award I got, Shane, for this ball game, special teams player of the week, <laughs> Will Reichert, game-winning field goal. He yeah. nailed another 50-yarder. I mean, this guy's got ice water in his veins. Mm-hmm. Given everything that happened in this game, I, I understand it was not like an incredibly difficult field goal to win the ball game. But, you know, I don't know about you, Shane, but it, everything was going Texas's way for the most part. I expected a block or a miss or, yeah. or something wild to happen. But he has completely smashed that old uh, adage of Alabama kickers go miss. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, he just makes every damn kick he takes. So yeah. I, I'm giving him special – Teams Player of the Week as well. Uh, two awards for the Crimson Tide. I think this obviously was a much, much, much tougher game than we anticipated. But, hey, that's it's, it ain't easy to win on the road. Alabama got it done. No, and there was a lot of terrible special teams play this weekend. So that is a great highlight from you, Mike. I mean, he was clutch just as well. I mean, it, it it's like you you kept expecting something happened, like, you just felt like this was going to be a, a an upset. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, oh, Mike, yeah. but I just you had it after that second half. You just like wait a minute, you know, is Alabama really going to lose to Texas here? Yeah. But man, he just came out there, and put that shit right through the upright. Well, can you talk about Bryce Young's composure. We started the Iron Bowl. We started again. How that moment just isn't too big. Yeah, well, I had a lot of confidence in our offense. You know, we went for it and needed an inch and didn't get it which we could have kicked a field goal there and went up by four and made them score a touchdown. If they'd have scored a touchdown, we'd have probably never got the ball back. I knew that if we could, you know, shrink the game enough that we got the ball back, that he'd do a good job in two minutes. He does it all the time. So players made plays when they had to make them. He made them the drive before that uh, and in that particular drive. And to get us down there when we didn't make it on fourth down, so three straight drives in a row, kind of took the game over. Nick, why, why is Bryce so good at those two minutes? Why is he so good? I mean, <laughs> if, I, if, I could, if I could actually tell you that, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be doing this. <laughs> and this is a pretty good job I got, but I'd have a better one. No, he's, he's – the guy studies. He prepares well for the game. He understands exactly what the defense is in and what they're going to do. I uh, understands protections. He knows how to protect himself. Knows when he's got to throw the ball hot. Uh, he's athletic enough to extend plays and make plays. And he's accurate throwing the ball. And he's very, very instinctive. I mean, he plays quarterback like a point guard in basketball. And, um, you know, it's just he's got talent. But he, he doesn't just play with his talent. He's very well prepared. 
and knows exactly uh, what the game plan is and what he needs to do to execute it. And, you know, players around him got to play, play well too. Quarterback's a hard position to play when the players around you don't play well. Those five straight three outs, what was the inconsistency? Well, we didn't block them very well up front. Um, didn't protect very well. Got pressure in the pocket. Wasn't very effective throwing the ball. Uh, didn't get people open. Probably need to do a better job from a planning standpoint the way they played us. So, um, you know, just all comes down to execute. Now, when you're playing games like this, you got to focus on what's in front of you. You can't worry about all the other stuff that's going on, what people say, what they say on ESPN, what you all say, how, how much you're favored in the game. you got to focus on what's in front of you. If you're an offensive lineman, that's the guy you got to block. If you're a receiver, that's the guy you got to beat. If you're a quarterback, you got to take what the defense gives you. If you're a runner, you got to press the hole and make the right cuts. So we didn't do any of that stuff the way we need to. All right, so it wasn't just one thing. But you got to be able to stay focused on that. And then you can't put yourself behind the eight ball. We get so many second and long and third and longs, all right, that you know, you're at a real disadvantage to yourself. So we got to do a better job on all those downs so we don't put ourselves in those situations. Well, speaking of an upset, Shane, we got to hit on it. This was not the number two game of the day by any means, but it was arguably the biggest story in college football. Appalachian State goes into College Station knocks off the Aggies 17 to 14 and literally I'm going to give you the highlights Shane from A&M. Devon Achain had a 26-yard rushing score and he had a kickoff return touchdown. Mm-mm-mm. That's it. <laughs> I mean that's, that's it. it. I mean this is this is terrible Mike. Yeah, and we were going back and forth on this Shane. I mean I'm not ready to to sit here and I don't want to you know, pile on the Aggies or anything and, and pat myself on the back uh, because, hell, I get so much wrong. We could sit here and, and do a whole show on what I what I get wrong. But, mm-hmm. man, I don't know where we go from here, Shane. And, and, I mean, do you see any hope for this team? It, it, and the only silver lining I see, Shane, there, there's so much youth. I mean, that was something they played up in yeah. Sam Houston. We, oh, we had 26 freshmen on the field and they were they were making plays left and right so maybe this is just the inconsistency you're gonna get but we're sitting here Shane we just extended Jimbo for some reason and he's got 90 million guaranteed uh I mean I don't even know if A&M's got 90 million in their back pocket to to buy him out and then turn around and and try to bring in Urban Meyer or something crazy like that so where do we go from here how do we salvage this thing Shane well, I don't. I mean, I don't think you can fire Jimbo, and and I, I'm not putting him on the hot seat just yet. But you know, I saw an interesting uh, thing come out the other day. They were comparing him and Sumlin's, you know, first <laughs> x amount of games, right. and it was very comparable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you don't think about it that way because you get enamored by the recruiting classes and all the five stars that's coming down there to College Station, but. But, you know, just because they tell you they're good doesn't mean they are good. And and this team, two games in, is no closer to being a, a, a complete ball club than they were, you know, in fall camp. So that's that's what's discouraging for me is I'm not seeing any improvement. It's not like they killed it week one and then came out and, and got tripped up on a, on a you know, that's not what happened here, Mike. This is two weeks in a row that they struggled against teams that they should not. This defense has done everything they can 
to to stay in these ball games. I will say if there is any silver lining is the defense, but even then they had trouble getting uh, uh, App State off the off the off the court. You know, shit. Even then they had trouble getting App State off the field. We're we're talking type of possession. I think it was like forty something minutes to ten or fifty. Yeah. It was ridiculous. App State came in there. They shortened the game. They kept the chains moving. They did exactly what they were supposed to. And it felt like we weren't creative enough to to trip them up. We weren't creative enough to get some of these four or five-star talent that we've been touting all offseason, the ball. Uh, Haynes King is is off, man. He, he's, you know, I'm not I'm not ready to say he's not the quarterback, but damn, Mike, he may not be the quarterback right now. I'm not saying that he's, he's rattled. He's missing his guys. He's throwing behind folks. He's, you know, they're going three and out and four and out. And it's just, mm-hmm. you cannot do that. You've got to get some, some consistency in there. And I'm not seeing it in the play calling. I'm not seeing it. Uh, I'm just, I'm not. I, and this, this offensive line is, is embarrassing. Yeah. The, the, you know, I don't want to see any more stats of how big or how strong or, you know, not, don't give me that shit no more. You, you're getting pushed around. You're getting your teeth knocked in by Sam Houston and App State. Come on, man. There's, there's got to be somebody's got somebody's got to answer for this. And, and, and if it's not Jimbo, then it's an offensive line coach. Then it's an offensive coach. It's something. We've got to do something different because what we're doing right now is not working. Well, it's his offense. He's the one calling it. He's the one running it. I know. I and know. And he's supposed to be this, but, this quarterback but, guru. And this is year after year after year. Like you said, Haynes King, maybe his future's mm-hmm. bright. I don't want to throw this all on him. 13 of 20 for 97 yards. No touchdowns. Uh, he lost a fumble. That was a critical play. But I think the most troubling thing, Shane, they were they were out physicaled, they were out executed, and most importantly, out coached. Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. They ran thirty eight plays in this ball game. Thirty eight. I mean, this is they had nine first downs. They had six drives that were seven plays or, or less. Two of eight on third down. And Appalachian State just went in there and basically just you know took their manhood. And so, you know, they, they did yeah. what Arkansas is doing to people right now. And there's not a single damn player on Appalachian's roster that Jimbo would trade for one of his own. So there ain't no excuses mm-hmm. for this. I mean, this is this is just god-awful. And, I mean, there's times like Evan Stewart, you, you start getting a play going, and then he gets the ball punched out from him. And it's, you know, you get one little drive, and then something bad happens, and you just have no ability to recover from that. Haynes King was right. getting harassed all day. And, and I, you know, I, I, maybe, you know, it, it almost feels like he's like a triple option quarterback or something where, where they, they, look at, they look for him to run more than they, they do pass. Or yeah. they, you know, they're always looking for him to, to get him rolling out or get him running. And, and it's just, it ain't happening. And, you know, I yeah. think even for his future, I mean, you think about sitting him to to kind of get his head straight because we got a guy sitting on the bench. I'm not saying Max Johnson's the greatest quarterback in the SEC, but he's won some big games. He's got a full season of experience. And even maybe if Max Johnson's horrible and he doesn't understand his playbook, you got a true freshman there yeah. that they're hyping up as the next Johnny Manziel. But, they, hell, they've been saying the same thing about Haynes King. So I don't know if I'm buying any of that bullshit, but – we we gotta yeah. we gotta but try the something. Spark, Mike. How many times have you seen a quarterback come in, uh, even an injured, you know, after an injury or something like that, and it just sparks? It's just something different. Right. 
And, and I think that's what this fans wanted. This is, I think this is what the team needed. You know, I mean, they have been, and not the, here's the thing. They've been scripted and, and game prepping for a mobile quarterback and, and App State did a pretty good job containing him. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what happens when you mix it up with big bad Brad's boy coming in there? You know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's what I don't understand is it's like, no, it's like, this is it's my my rules or or nothing you know we you, I talked a little bit earlier about Jimbo you know he's he is the offensive coordinator but you know sometimes you need to maybe relinquish that duty so that you can focus on the whole team you know because yeah. you are the CEO of that corporation and sometimes if you're you're just focused on one part of it you lose track of what's going on around you so I don't know something has got to change this week. And, um, and and because if it doesn't, that we're going to be singing the same old thing, the same the same thing throughout the whole year, because we've not even hit SEC play. Right. And if you're losing to App State and and Sam Houston's hanging close to you, you might as well kiss the West goodbye. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that was the final thing I was going to say about A and M Shane. You know, these two early games, these were supposed to be the tune-ups because we got Miami coming to town, and I I don't know how good Miami is, but they're currently ranked 13th, so. You got to think they're a capable program. And then after that, Arkansas away from home at Mississippi State, would beat, which beat you last year, and they're playing out of their minds right now. And then at Alabama, who we we all know the storylines there, no need to rehash any of that. But, I mean, this is there's just literally no time to, to get up to speed. You got to get up to speed now. Otherwise, Hell, I, I hate to say it, Shane, but we're sitting here staring at uh, one in five. If you if you play like you did on Saturday, you're gonna be one in five going into the bye week. Golly, Mike, you fire a gym then, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I I mean that's a lot of money. I, I get that. Maybe you you find some cause, but but I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm pull, you, you pull, know it's panic it's, it's panic Monday. Huh? Yeah, no, this is. I mean, I I wouldn't want to be. Uh, I'm not sitting here saying they're going to be one and five. That's crazy. But again, I'm saying if they play as poorly as they did on Saturday, that's not out of the question. They've got the talent to beat every team I just referenced, with the exception of maybe Alabama. So you should win two of these games at bare minimum. I mean, hell, A and M fans, you're you're expecting to beat all these teams. I would think maybe even Alabama. Yeah. Hell, you beat beat them last year. And Alabama. Well, we just saw Alabama you gotta, struggle. You know, you know what this team needs, man. They need a players-only meeting. I know that sounds corny and, and and lost, but it's just they need some leadership or something. You know, right. this has got to be fired up from within. I think about that uh, LSU team a few years ago, and and you know sometimes you you need that. The coaches can yell at you till they're blue in the face, but that doesn't that may only get you to an eight. You need to get to a ten because your schedule does ramp up real quick. You got a top. What are they? Fifteen, Miami. I mean, this is a, it's a top fifteen program. And then you, like you said, you've got. It doesn't get any easier. You got Mississippi State. You got Alabama. Mm-hmm. You got all these teams that you got to ramp up real quick to. So they need somebody to step up and take control. And hell, if it if it ain't Haynes King, man, then give Johnson a shot and see if he can't lead these boys because there's plenty of talent on Texas A and M's roster, and and. and it's just they are young. I get that, but even young athletes, you know, still are freaking athletes. And there's a reason that there's a five star by their name. They they are poised 
for breakout and they just they just got to be guided and sometimes it's not from a coach it's from a player so i don't know man they they need something uh, they just need to mix it up this week brother because if not they they're going to fall behind i know much of it is on the offensive line but do you give another quarterback a shot uh, possibly forward, we'll, we'll evaluate everything we'll evaluate everything it's not just on the offensive line guys we had other I mean, we had some mistakes up front, but we had some mistakes out wide. We had mistakes at tight. I mean, we had they, everybody kind of took a turn. You know what I'm saying? And when all of a sudden you only have eight possessions, that can happen. And uh, we'll evaluate everything we do, Brent. Seriously, I mean, we'll we'll look at everybody and what goes on and whatever we have to do to be successful, we'll do. Down front, left, Zach. Jimbo, after a game like that, what is the message to the team? Right now, right now is the time to come together. Right now is the time to go back to fundamentals, believe in each other. There's a lot of football left. There's a lot of seasons have been together, and you, you, just because you lost one game, don't you got to put it behind you. You can't let one become two, and you lock into what you have. You go back to your fundamentals. You trust in each other. You, you circle the wagons about how you work, how you practice, and every detail matters. And you know, hopefully that we can understand that, and we make sure we do a better job coaching, and we go play the rest of the season and have a really good season. That's what we got. That's what we got to do right now. I mean, it was the only time we had it. There was. I mean, I would have. You know, if we thought it would have went, we'd got some more possessions, maybe so. But there hadn't been anything there. You missed the throw, the opening throw of the second half on a slant route, but we overcame that, got the first down, and moved back up, and and uh, it was over. I mean, and, but at the same time, you know, and quarterbacks like coaches, we take all the glory and all the blame, and that goes with us. But we got to play better around him. But he has to play better too. There's no doubt. And what he had, he had some opportunities to make some plays. I don't, what was he on today? Thirteen or twenty, but you know, again, that goes back. Like you say, you cannot do anything bad. You can't do anything good. You know what I'm saying? You got to, we got to, had a chance to make a couple plays. Had a post route. We overthrew by about a step late in that third drive, and then the other two little plays right there. So we'll evaluate what we have to do and do what we have to do. We'll stay but it's back. not entirely. I mean, we got to do some. Got like the first drop play of that drive. We got a nice running play going on the edge, and somebody somebody come free inside. You know, what I mean, it's 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 a conglomerate of things. We just got to get cleaned up. Well, Shane, we had one heck of a night game here in the Swamp. So let's kick it down next to Kentucky. Gets a big win on the road, 26-16. Mm-hmm. Credit you, Cousin Shea. You called it. You called the outright <laughs> upset here. And that's Mark Stoops, brother. It gets my Coach of the Week honors. I mean, yes. all week. We, we were hearing the soft comments. I mean, still, that's ridiculous. Even though <laughs> I picked Florida to win this game outright, even I said this was that was – the damn dumbest thing I ever heard. Kentucky soft. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky <laughs> may be lacking in an, an area or two, but soft just sure as hell ain't that at all. But, uh, man, the, cr- the crowd yeah. was fired up just like they were for Utah. Florida had all the mm-hmm. momentum in the world. Anthony Richardson, my God, you could tell Kentucky took it personally, all the hype. Anthony yeah. Richardson was getting, and they, hell, it was J.J. Weaver. Shane said, we are going to make this cat – beat us in the pocket, and, he, hell, he didn't even come close to doing it. They, they rattled his mm-hmm. cage at home once he was off. Then yes. he started throwing. I mean, it was an incredible, incredible interception. Jordan Wright, that was one of the plays of the game. And then, of course, the pick six. Uh, Florida just – they basically were done after that. Credit this coaching staff for making uh, second-half adjustments because this, this was a tight ball game, Shane, going into half. But it was yeah. completely dominated by them Kentucky Wildcats in the second half. Will Levis, I thought, man, even I, who you know, I, I discredited him all <laughs> offseason, he was taking a beating. He stayed strong, did not flinch. Yeah, he played one of the best games he's ever played. He redeemed himself. Uh, you know, he's played poorly on the road. He played poorly against Florida. My God, he looked like 
the the certain draft pick over <laughs> Anthony Richardson. Dane Key, the true freshman, <clears throat> incredible touchdown early in the ball game. Uh, this this was what this was, Shane. This was SEC big boy football that you you anticipate yeah. when it's like Alabama, LSU, or Auburn, LSU. You know those types of ball games. But that's what Florida and Kentucky are right now, and can clearly. Kentucky a far better team and that was even on the road yeah and I'm glad you did awards here coach I've got Mark Stoops as well and and uh assistant coach I've got uh I got Mr. White Ooh. I just think what they dialed up here man you know here, here they, they touted Anthony Richardson as the as the next Heisman you know he has one good game that's what we do we overreact and uh, we're the worst at it, Mike, so I'm not going to act like we're innocent. But, you know, the, the country overreacted and, and compared them to the Cam Newtons and the, and, and the Tim Tebow videos coming out. I mean, it was, it was there. It was in play. But this team, Kentucky, did a fantastic job scheming up defense, keeping him contained, making him win with his arm, which he was unable to do. Mm-hmm. And they were tenacious. They were in his face. They were in everywhere. I mean, I've never – sometimes I felt like there was 13 defensive backs back there. You know, they were just all over the place. So, that's why I gave uh, I gave him the assistant coach award. And this defense, I tell you what, it, it was very, very impressive. From week one to week two, development, That's that. I think that's why I'm so high on Stoops is because they didn't run a perfect game week one, but they, they corrected – their problems now there's a few they're still having some problems up front with that offensive line but you know what was crazy is at the end of the game they were able to lean on those Mm -hmm. with the rushing attack that we hell we didn't think we were going to have a running back and it turns out we've got a couple of them so uh kentucky looked really good there at the at the back end of the stretch and and when they finally and when they get all their pieces together all the toys to play with you better watch out kentucky's going to be a dangerous program yeah and you know speaking of anthony richardson 14 of 35 for 130 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think Florida fans, Shane, necessarily need to hit the panic button. I think it's just maybe, you know, resetting the expectations that, that a lot of them had heading into the season. But, you know, this may be oversimplistic, Shane, but I think the the season for the Gators is basically going to go like this. We are only going to go as far as Anthony Richardson can take us. And he was yeah. only in his third start, so it's it is funny, Shane. I see, you know, all week we, like you said, Cam Newton, Dak Prescott, uh, mm-hmm. next Heisman. Yeah. I mean, he they had they they kept saying they got the the Giants are down here. I don't know who the Giant quarterback is, but by God, you're out, buddy, because they're they're letting them know the the Giants were down there yeah. scouting their next quarterback. Is it going to be Richardson? Is it going to be Will Levis? But clearly, <laughs> Will Levis, thirteen of twenty four, two hundred two yards and a touchdown. Yeah. He won the day there, but. You know, back to to Anthony Richardson, Shane. Now you're seeing all these people say, well, he's garbage. He can't even throw the ball. He's one of the worst quarterbacks. No. You said we overreact. That's what we're doing now that they lost the game. I mean, yeah. either he either he's Superman or he's Clark Kent. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Uh, but he, what I'm trying to say, Shane, is, you know, they cannot win a ball game if he plays this poorly. They just, you know, and I, I think they'll yeah. get blown out, frankly, if they do it on the road because they're not going to have all that support. But – you know, I think Anthony Richardson, this is what we're going to get. You know, he may have a game like this against Georgia. He may throw seven touchdowns against Tennessee. You know, I mean, it's yeah. going to be up and down. <laughs> it's going to be a roller coaster. 
But he's just got massive, massive potential. I'm not ready to write Anthony Richardson off. But clearly, Saturday was not his day. And Florida, that another thing about Florida, Shane, I don't know how, how much help they really have around him outside of a, a an improving offensive line. They do have a hell of a running back combo in, in Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne. Love, I love that Etienne mm-hmm. kid, but they they are lacking at receivers. And it, it, I think it showed in this matchup. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, they were able to get to Will Levis. Uh, I mean, there's some good stuff on the defensive side of the ball. You yeah. know, it's not like Kentucky just came out here and blew the Florida Gators out of the water. So, I mean, they were down a lot of this game. This, this was a, this was a tough fought ball game, and and I'm not hanging up on Anthony Richardson either. I think he's gonna, he, he's, he's, he's young. He's a hell of an athlete, yeah. and uh, you know, and and if this. They're going to need some help, though. You know, it can't just be him and and ETN. It's got to be. It's got to. Got to have some other players step up. Um, and that's the one reason I think Kentucky won is just total team effort. It's you know, not all the departments were working, but you know the other departments were making up for it. So it just it, it felt like this was a total team win from from uh, Big Blue Nation and. Uh, Man, a, a huge victory, not just not just for the scoreboard, but just emotionally, uh, mentally. That you know, there's you people are recognizing that Kentucky is legit, and I know it sounds crazy, you know, because how many ten win seasons they got to have to, you know, for you to finally <laughs> consider it. But going down on national stage and beating the Florida Gators, people remember that. So you know, this is uh, this is two times they've done it here in the last little bit. Yep. So. Um, and three out of the, five. So yeah, and two, come on, I'm just I'm not saying it, but I'm I'm saying it. You know, if if you know you keep messing around, Kentucky, you know, will be the the the. Well, I don't want to get too carried away, Mike. <laughs> sorry, overreacting. I'm about to do it. I about jumped on it. About crowned him already. You know, but I do like uh, Coach's comments uh, about jumping the poles. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got to be a tough son of a bee to come into this environment and win. And we all understand that. And we know this team is built that way. We've shown it through the years. Um, that's who we are. We're gonna, we're gonna be a tough, hard-nosed football team and win tough games, no matter what they look like. And uh, we may win and may, we may lose, but by God, we're gonna be tough. And we showed that tonight. Mark, what kind of click for the offensive line in the second half? <clears throat> With being able to be balanced like that, it, it gave us it, – we, we were able to lean on them a bit. And I know we weren't just gutting them or anything like that, but just those, those yards, controlling the clock, moving the football, being able to run the ball for the tough four, five, six yards, you know, maybe ten here and there, uh, that kept them more off balance. And, you know, really had the game not played out like that, we maybe had some of our play passes still there because they were committing so hard to the run game. That's what opened some of that stuff up. You do got to protect the edges on the boots and things, and you could tell, um, you know, we had to get one or two of those cleaned up after the first half. Right, motivation. <coughs> now that it's over, is there frustration that it feels like you still have to make these kind of statements to, to get this national respect? I, I, I don't even want to play that. You know, you guys, you know, why don't somebody stand up and say something right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't even want to make a comment because it will get thrown back in my face tenfold, and I don't need it. Uh, one thing, we're not a soft. I think you can all understand that. We may be a lot of things, but we're not that. In, in this environment, I mean, this place was rocking. They're just coming off a huge win, you know. So, um, 
you know, heck, I don't know. We must jump in the top ten, I guess, now, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I, mean, I, I see other people jumping 20 spots. And, uh, well, we... Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of overreacting, Shane, I've already done it with them Arkansas Razorbacks. Let's kick it down to the the other SEC matchup we had this weekend. Arkansas takes care of business 44-30 to 30 mm-hmm. over South Carolina. And here we got another player of the week. Shane, I'm giving defensive player of the week to Drew Sanders. Just an incredible force for the Razorbacks, Shane. How, how can you not? 11, how can 11 you tackles, not? two sacks, three Tackles for loss, two forced fumbles. This, I mean, he was all over the field, wasn't he? He really was. He's playing like his hair is on fire, and it's and it's funny. I was like, man, he is everywhere the ball is. I, I've never seen such. He's like a ball magnet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time you looked up, you're like, what was the number of that? It's like, damn, he's everywhere. So, uh, that 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 kid, he played with his heart out Saturday. And how about uh, Rocket Sanders, Shane, the running back? He is now. Your SEC leading rusher, he was incredible in this ball game. I know mm-hmm. it's it's early season, but hell, 156 yards, two touchdowns on 24 carries. KJ mm-hmm. Jefferson, 18 of 21, only 162 yards. But hell, they didn't need him to do much. One touchdown through the air. That was yeah. kind of the the game icer there for the Arkansas Razorbacks. They just ran all over the Gamecocks and and the Gamecocks. Shane, I, you know this is. I've seen some Gamecock fans kind of freaking out, saying, oh, God, we're terrible, blah, blah. We got fired this coordinator and all this. They had three turnovers. They allowed 295 yeah. rushing yards to Arkansas, which is the best rushing team in the conference. So I, I'm mm-hmm. not sitting here making excuses for them. But when Arkansas comes out and scores touchdown, 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 right out the bat, I mean, you just know it's going to be a long day for you. I just think South Carolina got beat by a much superior team on the road. Again, it, it ain't easy, brother, in the SEC. But Spencer yeah. Rattler certainly could have played a better game. He missed a couple deep balls. Could have had some touchdowns there that he that he overshot. But he was 23 of 38, 371, a touchdown and an interception. Again, he's, he didn't look like a world beater, but I don't think the game looked too big for him either. So, you know, they're going to have to get that fixed. They couldn't rush the ball 40 yards on 29 carries. That's pretty pathetic. But, uh, you know, according to Beamer, that was kind of the game plan. We They thought they could take advantage of the Arkansas, Arkansas secondary. But, I like I said, I I may be a little over the moon, Shane, but I think Arkansas right now, again, I know it's early, but based on what we saw from Alabama, Texas, I think Arkansas, certainly, you can make the case, favored to win the SEC West, and they get Alabama at home. That's going to be a damn epic showdown. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on this one? I'm with you, man. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm all in on Arkansas, and and not so much just for how well Arkansas played because they didn't. I mean, you got to remember there were still a hundred yards worth of penalties in this game too. So it wasn't. It wasn't beautiful, but they. They did what they want to do, you know. If they wanted to run, they ran. If they wanted to throw, they threw. They, you know, South Carolina could not stop them, especially on third downs, you know. But I don't like you said. I don't want to bury South Carolina either because they didn't bury their heads, man. I mean, they almost made this a ball game late there in the fourth. You know, there was a, there was a couple. I mean, I, I pulled up the edge of my seat because I had a, a lot of money on this game. You know, I was like, oh, Arkansas is going. <sighs> 
beat the shit out. I mean, this is this is my wager of the week, you know. So, but uh, I, which I still got, you know. <laughs> but South Carolina did make it interesting there at the end. There's a lot of fight in this team, and they they got to again if, they got to get that running game going. South Carolina cannot you you cannot you can't play in the SEC without running. Yeah. You can't do that. And that, that offensive line, you know, I felt like they did a little bit better at times, you know, but still Spencer was running for his life at times. So, I don't know. South Carolina still got some work, but they got some fight in them. And, and I think they – I still think there's an opportunity for them to win some games this year, some some significant ball games. Yeah. Um, but Arkansas, clear cut for me right now. And that's more to do with the other teams in the West, not as good as I thought they mm. were. And, you know, I think it was this time last week, Shane, we were saying South Carolina – Awful on third downs. Average distance mm-hmm. to go to convert was 9.8 against Georgia State, if my memory is correct. This game, Shane, average – they were they were 3 of 10 on third down. Again, that's awful. Average distance to convert, 10.6. So, they're, that means, they're mm-hmm. hell, they're losing yards on first and second down. I mean, that, yeah. that's and, and you flip it to Arkansas. Arkansas was good on third down. They only had 3.9 average yards to go so third down success is set up by by converting winning downs first and second south carolina simply not doing it at this point in time they have got to get that corrected and there's no time to to sit here and and not get that correct because we got georgia coming to town next week god forbid number one in the country but i i do want to make the one point shane you you hit on it a little bit i was very impressed by the fact that South Carolina, there was absolutely no quit in this ball game. Late in the second half, it was clear Arkansas could do whatever they wanted. They were going to beat the Gamecocks, but they were fighting, and they almost backdoored this bad boy. And a lot of teams quit on the road in the SEC, but South Carolina, like I said, there was no quit in this team. And I think if I'm a Gamecock, at least I take some solace in that. That, uh, you know, what you you gain from this, which is – you know, I don't want to say a moral victory or anything, but you can still build off that going into next week. Maybe you start hitting on some of these big throws and you make it a ball game yeah. against Georgia. I certainly, you know, we're just sitting here hyping up Arkansas. It's not like they, they just blew your doors off and you were uncompetitive. There was a point in the third quarter, it made it look like, you know, the door was cracked open for you to get it done. You just lost to a much, much better team, in my opinion. That's right. And I'll tell you, man, South Carolina has got two of the most electrifying players in college football with McDowell and Lloyd. Mm-hmm. And if they can't give it to them out of the backfield, they are going to have to find some creative ways to get these guys the ball more often. There was a, you know, Lloyd barely missed a screen there that could have easily went for 40, 50 yards, mm-hmm. you know, could have been a game changer. They missed that opportunity, but you know, if you can't, they're going to have to get creative. They're going to have to put these boys in the slots or something. These kids got to get more touches. And and I think if, if, if South Carolina can figure that, how to get these boys in space, you know, again, they they will be able to move the ball on just about any team in the SEC. But until then, they're they're going to struggle. And 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 like you said, you 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 can't you can't be behind the chains. First, second down, those are pivotal. You got to make third down at least at least have the ability to get a first down. You're sitting there at third and twelve. You know what do you? There's not a lot of plays you can dial up. You can't be too creative at third and twelve. Right. So. Um, yeah, they're they're gonna have to. They're they're still working some things out, but 
South Carolina, I'm not giving up on them yet. Now, Shane, this is a perfect opportunity to let the audience know we are sponsored by Guardian Brace. Our buddy Tyler up there, big Razorback fan. He's the one that hooked us up with this uh, sponsorship that's helping the podcast. Guardian Brace has developed a next generation of knee braces that they call rehabilitators. And those are rehabilitative, wearable technology engineered to reduce and eliminate knee pain, Shane, by simply walking on the brace for at least three hours a day for 90 days. If you have an ACL injury, a meniscus, or bone on bone, you have chronic knee pain, you're trying to avoid knee surgery, we all know how much that can cost, hit up the Guardian Rehabilitator. It could be your solution, Shane. So head on over to freebody.io for a risk day, 30-day free trial. Call 727-526-0108 and all this information can be found in the show notes. And we bring that up, Shane, because the Guardian Brace injury report, Sam Pittman, Shane Beamer, we got some injury updates that are kind of critical for the upcoming season. So let's kick it over to our coaches. Hey, Sam. Um, what does it feel like that you, you have a blueprint for a game and you come in and you execute the blueprint and they, they really can't stop you? Where your program is that you're, you're able to do that? Well... It's a it's a line of scrimmage game in this league, and it depends on if you want to make it that or not. We do, you know. We want to make it a line of scrimmage game, and and uh, it feels good to be honest with you. You know, I think everybody in the stadium felt good on the first three possessions when, you know, we were, you know, we we didn't make a fourth and one in the in the third or the fourth quarter down there, but made close. Fourth downs, third downs, and ones, and made and uh, none of them. We really wasn't great big plays involved in there. It was just kind of churning four and five yards out at a whack. And and uh, to answer your question, Tom, it feels feels really really good. To, uh, we got a lot of work to do, but I'm really pleased with where we are as a coaching staff and and as a team. That fourth quarter took an hour and 12 minutes, and I mean, their safeties. Offer an update on Catalan Slusher that didn't see them out there. Can you? And Slusher was Slusher will be back next week. Catalan, y'all want to talk about that or not? Yeah, I think people want to know what's going on. There's been a lot of stuff out there. Catalan is having um, uh, surgery on his shoulder, uh, reconstruction surgery on his shoulder, so he won't be back this year. Um, and I feel for him, you know, and we've, we've, we've had conversations about it and, and, um, I'm gonna let him be away from the building a little bit, you know, I mean, he's down. I mean, you would be too, you know, you put in all that work and for two years, you, you're, you're not able to play. So, um, with that, uh, uh, Simeon Blair was the next highest defensive vote getter for captain. So. We made him captain yesterday in our team meeting, and the team was ecstatic about that. I also talked to Cat about that, and Cat had also talked to me about it. You know, about since he wasn't going to be able to come back this year, that it would be nice if if Blair uh, was able to be a captain. And it just so happened he was the next vote getter. Slush, I believe, will be back. Uh, he was close to getting back this week, but we just felt like it'd be safer for him to come back next week. But 
I have no doubt that he'll be back next week. Like they have missed opportunities for both offensively and defensively. Just how frustrating is that to feel like you're right there but just can't go? Yeah, no, very. I mean, we 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 felt like we had a great advantage with our receivers and tight ends versus their defensive backs today. So while we threw it like we did, we certainly had some guys running open in the secondary. Had the ball to AB early in the first. I think that was the first quarter on a post route that you know got we weren't able to come down with it and. And then there were other opportunities as well, but you know that's part of it. Defensively as well, you know, just uh, um, uh, they're a load. Obviously, that quarterback is, and, and um, you know we got to stop the run and get get ourselves off the field as well. But certainly, we had a lot of opportunities out there in in, uh, in all three phases. But again, proud of the way that our guys continued to to fight and battle and. and I felt like we were going to win the game up until that last drive right there when we got the uh, uh, the safety or whatever they called um, back there. There. Right. Uh, it looked like you guys were really wanting to concentrate on the pass, and maybe not so much ignore the run, but say we got to win with the pass. Was that game? Yeah, we felt really good, David, about our ability to throw the football. There's no question about it. Not that we didn't with the run game, but. Um, they had two starters out in the secondary with uh, Catalan and Slusher today. Uh, that was big losses for them. And, and uh, you know, watching Cincinnati last week, Cincinnati had some opportunities in the passing game that they weren't able to capitalize on as well. Uh, so we felt like we could certainly take our shots uh, downfield, which is what we did. We've got to be able to run the football. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But it, each week is, is different with how we're going to try and win football games. And uh, today was, um, you know, we liked our matchups in the passing game for sure. I mean, Juice Wells, Jalen Brooks, Stog. I mean, there's A.B., there's a lot of guys that, that Juju that showed what they can do when the ball's in their hands, Jaheim. Um, but there's no question. I mean, we've got to be able to run the ball and, and, and stop the run to, to win football games, especially against a team like Arkansas that, um, you know, they just line up offensively and just try and bludgeon you to death with the tackling their guys as well. We've got to be able to help our defense all, also and stay on the field. And then a couple more injury updates real quick, Shane. I mean, my goodness, that, that Jalen Catalan one is tough for Arkansas. You hate that. You, yeah. you hate that all around. I mean, this is one of the best players in the country out once again. Um, I mean, there's there's just not much. Plus, he came back, you know. Right. I mean, he could be in the NFL right yeah. now. He was, this was trying to, right. he was trying to make it a money year for him. So, that's just heartbreaking. You hate to see that. Uh, Dominique Johnson, the running back, he didn't play. He, he – uh, you know, he's getting much closer to the field, but hopefully he can play moving forward because they got that big A&M game coming up. Georgia, we'll get to them in a second, but A.D. Mitchell hurt his ankle, but it's not expected to be serious. So that is terrific, terrific news. But And speaking of the Bulldogs, like Beamer just said, Cam Smith, their all-conference corner, he is expected to be okay, which is, which is terrific news because if South Carolina's got any hope, I'll spring in the upset next week. They can't do it without Cam Smith. You know what? Yeah, for sure. Man, that's – I hate to hear it for Cat. You know, that that's – you know, just the story, him coming mm -hmm. back. And, you know, hopefully – this ain't the last time we hear from him. But, damn, I mean, this was, this was the year. Well, Shane, on a more positive note here, I know you're excited to talk about it. Tennessee, you're Tennessee ball, Shane. <laughs> back in the top 25 and then just like a Tennessee – Fan, you're thinking, oh, my God, we were in the polls for a week. We're about to blow it. But that's not what happened. This is a new era under Josh Heupel. Tennessee goes on the road, wins 34-27 to over a ranked pit team in overtime. Yeah. And speaking of uh, hey, an award, Shane, I want to give this out. Assistant Coach of the Week. I'm giving it to Tim Banks, 
defensive coordinator, Shane. Yeah, how not? often do we have to hear all offseason this Tennessee defense? Well, Tennessee's only as good as their offense can take them because this defense is garbage. Yeah. They got no playmakers, and they were not flawless by any means. But you know what they did do, Shane? They hit this quarterback 16 times. Uh, you know, we're not sitting here rooting for injuries, but they knocked the starting quarterback out. That was huge in the game. Four sacks. How how, yeah. how many Tennessee fans are saying, well, my God, we couldn't even get a sack on Ball State. Well, they sacked Pitt four times. One interception by mm-hmm. Trayvon Flowers that Tennessee was down 10-0 to zero in the ball game. They, I think they would have lost this game, Shane, if Pitt went up 17-0. to zero. It, just, it just had that feeling like Pitt was dominating, but an interception in the end zone swung that momentum. Two forced fumbles by the Tennessee defense. Tim Banks earns my Assistant Coach of the Week award. He, his group was uh, – it, it's not often you can say a Tennessee defense won you a ball game, but I, this is, I think, where you want to be if you're, you're Tennessee, Shane. You don't want it to just be all yeah. on your offense. And, and I, I know Josh Heupel and Hendon Hooker, the, you know – we, we should have one of the best offenses in the country. But a complete team, Shane, going on the win, the, the road, beating a ranked team, you're going to need your defense to step up because this is going to happen three or four more times in conference play. You're going to need your defense to step up a time or two to win a tough ball game, don't you think? Yeah, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head uh, when they say you're only as good as your offense. I think we're only as good as our defense. Yeah. And, and they had an opportunity, you know, don't don't get me wrong. It's, it started out ugly. Um, I was telling Mike. I mean, we were texting back and forth. I said, the "Only thing about us being this fast is nobody goes three and out faster than we do." <laughs> <laughs> and you do that three times in a row, you're looking at the scoreboard like, "Damn," you know. So I was afraid to get too far behind. It felt like the momentum was going to be a thing here, but just battled, battled back and forth. Tennessee played hard on both sides of the ball. They never gave up. Um, I, I liked it. I, I love the receiver Tillman, you know, coming up, yeah. uh, Hyatt did great. I think, you know, we, we're starting to see some of these other, even, uh, the running game. That's one thing that I guess if I was going to put like a little asterisk, something that, that probably needs improvement is that rushing attack. Yeah. You know, we don't want to get too one dimensional here, but, but that's the beauty of a Tennessee offense is if you do get down a couple scores, you're not out. You you could be right back into this thing. So uh, the defense giving us the opportunity to do that, that I, I commend your uh, your assistant award there. Can't overlook this. I almost did, Shane, uh, right before halftime. I believe there was 12, 12 seconds left in the ball game. Pitt was getting a little cute. Mm-hmm. They were trying to see if they could steal a score here. But instead, Tennessee's defense sacked the Pitt quarterback forced a fumble, they jumped on it, and Tennessee added a field goal right before halftime. And, hell, it, yes. you win in overtime. Those are the plays that get overlooked, but they're critical in winning the ball game. Brew McCoy, Shane, he was the one that really got the uh, yeah. the offense going. He's starting to come along. Uh, he, he had a, his best game yet as a Tennessee Vol. Hendon Hooker was, uh, you know, pretty – you know, they started very slow, but he finished 27 of 45, 325 mm-hmm. passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Tillman, nine catches, 162, and the touchdown, the game winner. But, Shane, this, you got to admit, you were nervous here when. Hell yeah, I was nervous. I'm always nervous. <laughs> Tennessee had complete control of this ball game, Shane, and then Pitt blocks a punt. And then you're thinking, oh, yeah. God, here we go again. And then the very next possession, mm-hmm. Jalen Wright fumbles. Pitt got the ball right back. Oh, God. And then Trayvon Flowers buffs a punt. I mean, Tennessee was trying to give his damn game away. 
I'm not. We really I'm not did. saying that uh, they didn't deserve to win. Again, it's incredibly difficult to go on the road and win against a Power Five team, and not even taking into consideration this was a ranked ball club. This was not some scrub team Tennessee was playing. You go into overtime. Hendon Hooker scores a touchdown, and then they get a flag, and it's like, oh God, this is the Tennessee way. <laughs> But this is a veteran quarterback, a veteran team. They didn't flinch, Shane. Right. Right back, scored a touchdown. And you mm-hmm. flip it back the other way. Pitt, you know, they had their backup quarterback. It's fourth and long. You're thinking, okay, we got this. Then Pitt converts. You're like, oh, my God. This is the Tennessee way. <laughs> and then here we got another fourth down. And, of course, that was the one that defined the game incomplete. This is a resilient Tennessee team unlike we have seen in recent seasons yeah and hell even if you like I said you you, you almost give this one away all that matters Shane we, if we go six seven weeks down the line and Tennessee is you know sitting here at, at eight no or or seven and one or, or whatever the record could be no one is going to be saying well remember they almost lost a pit that all they look at is if you want to no. win or lose the, the game and Tennessee got it done on the road Mike, it's a top 20 win, you know. This is a huge win for Hopel and company. And, and it yes, it felt like there was a couple of times we were going to squander it, but that's what Tennessee does. <laughs> we you, Typically, we squander these things, you know. And that little that little catch on the sideline, that one was the prime example. You know, when I watched that replay, I was like, oh, shit, he, you know, <laughs> he did step out. You know, I was like, wait, that's not supposed to happen. This is what I'm, this is Tennessee, you know. So, uh, no, I was I was pumped up for the boys. They played hard. Uh, the, again, leaned on the defense there late in the game to get the victory. I mean, when did, when's the last time that's happened? Yeah. So, this is a new this is a new Tennessee ball club man top 20 win look how excited hopple was jumping in the arms of his players dancing after the game man these guys are all fired up they're ready man tennessee's hot and i want them and and short of the mistakes that they made this could easily have been a blowout even though they started down 14 nothing so i i think uh, i think the sky's the limit for these balls and uh i'm excited I, I'm, I'm i'm watching them grow man i can we're here, baby. You know, and uh, and, and it. I don't know. I just. I, I'm just proud of. Yeah, them. we're we're. It's like my kids. You know, it's like my kids. You know, I watched them. We've been through some bad times, but you know, look now, good things are happening. Hey, we're not ready to crown them just yet, Shane. But to me, I am. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know about. Just kidding, I don't know about you, Shane. But to me, this feels like a game where. You know, all off season that oftentimes Tennessee is is hyped and, and they're often overhyped this is a type of ball game where you win it and i think the players believe the hype now and they start and they have the the uber confidence we'll get to their next game i mean it's a joke but then you got florida coming in i mean there is a an outstanding opportunity and then all of a sudden i mean maybe lsu writes the ship but that does not look like a a challenging game either we if, if the confidence grows if we eliminate the mistakes tennessee could have a very, very, very special season here. And I and I got a buddy that texted me, and I, I want to give him a shout-out, Bucky, a uh, good friend of mine. And he's like – he made mention, you got to remember, this was supposed to be Army this week. And, uh, you know, it's so now we don't have to waste a whole week 
of preparing for an offense we'll not see the rest of the year. We can actually work on some of the mistakes we made with Pitt and, and better correct ourselves as a tune-up game so when we play uh, Florida, we'll be better prepared. So I just thought that was a really interesting point, something I didn't think about, but uh, that's what that's what that's who we should have been playing this coming up yep. week. All right, Shay, speaking of a red hot, I cannot believe more people are not focusing on this team here. Mississippi State goes on the road, takes care of business, 39-17. Oh, yeah. Most of you probably missed it because this damn thing kicked off at 11 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Central, and I think they even kicked off a little late. I know, you know, they call it Pac-12 <laughs> after dark, Shane. I called this one SEC yeah. in bed because I literally watched it in bed and, and <laughs> I hit the power button as soon as it was over. I went to sleep immediately. Uh, but uh, Arizona came right out, Shane, scored a touchdown, and you're thinking, oh, God, th this could yeah. be a wild night. Mississippi State outscored them 39-10 to 10 the rest of the way. And seven of Arizona State's 10, Shane, they, it came on. Mississippi State was driving. They fumbled. And Arizona returned it all the way to the four-yard line. So I don't care if you got Georgia's defense from last year. You're probably going to give up a touchdown in that situation. So Mississippi State just thoroughly, thoroughly dominated this ball game. Will Rogers, 39 of 49, 313 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. And that interception, Shane, it hit his receiver right in the damn hands. The ball goes flying up. It's yeah. like that that ain't on Will Rogers. Um, you know, I was this Arizona quarterback that we were hyping up, I, I call him a, mm -hmm. a homeless man's Johnny Manziel. I mean, he's he's like a scatterbug back there. He can, <laughs> he makes plays with his feet. He can, he can throw yeah. it down the field. Not against his defense, Shane. 220 yards, one touchdown, no. three interceptions. They were all over this cat. Mississippi State, six of six in the red zone, Shane, 36 points. I mean, th again, this was, this was a game Mississippi State loses in seasons past. But they just utterly dominated a Power 5 team all the way across the country. And if you ain't paying attention to Mississippi State, you're missing out. And, and I'll tell you who's missing out, Shane, all these damn pollsters that won't put Mississippi mm -hmm. State in there. They, they're one of the top 20 teams in the country. Mike, this is – my wife, she got on to me because I'm watching this thing from my phone <laughs> in bed. Like the lights glowing. I got my ear – airpods on you know yep. and and uh i made it to half <laughs> i, I couldn't could finish it i'm getting i'm old man <laughs> you know but I, I i finished it the next day and mike and, and and my takeaway from mississippi state is this team buddy at times they look surgical on offense they look dominating i mean they just stifle on defense they're just but then they then they do boneheaded mistakes yeah. and and this is one of those things similar to Tennessee. If if they would have put sixty minutes together, buddy, this would have been a forty point knockout. You know, mm -hmm. this wouldn't even have been close. They they let Arizona stay in this game. It was not a game. It was clear. It was clear as, as day that that Mississippi State was the better program on the field. And and it is it it is disappointing that they are not top twenty five because they are a top twenty. They are a top. 15 team right now i think i mean that's just how good they're playing and uh they're, they're they're doing everything that they need to and and if they could clean it up just a little i'm telling you what brother and they're doing it that's one thing i saw progress from week one to week two and if i see that going into week three just i mean they're dangerous i wouldn't want to play no them. absolutely not well maybe just some more motivation from mike leach and company because they're going to need that edge next week going to lsu but we'll have all week mm -hmm. to talk to that about that one, Shane. A herky-jerky game, I guess you could say. How would you kind of characterize the team's performance? 
And I thought we played really hard, and I thought they played hard too. I thought both teams played really hard. Uh, Herky jerky is a pretty good way to say it. I thought that when we played with eleven, you know, we were, uh, you know, they never stopped us when we played with eleven. We'd go out there and play with eight or something like that. They did, and then um, uh, I thought it was a complete team win, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, but like you say, I mean, that there were some big errors. Uh, and they could have been magnified more, except for uh, they made big errors as well, you know. So, um, and of course, uh, you know, both sides, if they play hard, they're going to force guys to make errors too. So, you kind of mentioned it there the, the errors on, on both sides. I guess just how big was it for you guys to get those three interceptions? <laughs> I think there was another three turnovers on down to kind of combat, you know, the, the turnovers you guys had that kind of give them a little bit of momentum at certain certain points? Well, I thought the turnovers kind of washed out, really. But, um, you know, this, I think the, uh, the biggest thing was our defense stopping one-fourth down. You know, I, I, I think uh, both ways. Uh, first of all, offensively being ahead, uh, so they had to go for it on fourth down and defensively stopping them on fourth down, I thought was pretty big. And I thought that was a pretty good example of offense. <clears throat> and defense complementing one another, but you know, you, we got to polish things up. We got to be sharper, and uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, effort, guys that play hard and have good effort usually improve, and we just got to <clears throat> make sure we do that. Man, it was a disappointing day in a lot of ways for the SEC, Shane, and and certainly for our upset yeah. pick here, Kansas State. Oh my God, forty, mm-hmm. Missouri twelve. It was just a, a shellacking here. Missouri scored. They were yeah. up 3-0. Shane, I was feeling good. I was like, okay, we're going to give us a ball game here. Kansas State scored 40 of the next 43 points that were scored in this ball game. Missouri scored as time expired to, I don't want to say make it respectable or close. This was just a thorough, thorough just destruction. Brady Cook, two interceptions. They They brought in a backup. We'll get to drinking here in a second, but he said – we basically brought him in to, to keep Brady Cook alive. Jack Abraham threw three passes. Yeah. Two of them were intercepted, including the first one he threw. Man, I guess Kansas State really is as good as old Steven made him out to be, Shay, because yeah. we were hyping up Missouri, their their run defense, number one in the country. K-State just, just picked them apart. 43 carries, 235 yards, five and a half per carry, four touchdowns on the ground. Missouri is still – Huge, huge liabilities on the defensive uh, running game. And uh, they got to look themselves in the mirror, Shane, before SEC play gets here because they, they've got some real issues on this team. Yeah. No, I'm uh, – I mean, we just we just touted the defense and, and it's like, nah, they took a day off, you know. <laughs> and then the running game, Mizzou – like everything they did good last week, they did terrible this week. And that's, that's a little discouraging because – I thought, hey, we're gonna we're gonna keep that running game going. We're gonna keep that tenacious defense play going, and they got a real shot against Kansas State. But it just went right out the window. When your quarterback's a leading rusher, something's wrong, you know. And typically, it's in the trenches. So that's something they got to correct real quick because again, you you got to be able to run in the SEC. If you're not, then people are just gonna pin their ears back, and, and Cook's gonna be running for his life. Yeah, and you asked me leading up to this one, Shane, how many touchdowns Luther Burden going to get? I said two. That's how many touches he got in this ball game. And I, I don't know what in the hell yeah. we're doing if he's just getting two touches. I mean, he should be getting two touches a drive. 
you know, we've got to be taking shots to him. We have got to be getting the ball in his hands as, as much as humanly possible. You know, I don't, I don't know how much of the playbook he's got, but he's been there long enough. He should, we should have 20 plays he can, he can handle. Uh, he's on the bag of chips for a reason, Shane. Get him the ball. He's your best player. <laughs> but let me ask you this, because I, you know, you're starting to see it a little bit where some people are saying, well, hell, he's drink. Is he just a, a snake oil salesman, or you know, he's he's touting up the progress, but we're not making it. What's up with this offense? Should we put him on the hot seat? And I'm not trying to put down Missouri at at all by saying this, Shane, but who are you going to get that that's going to be, you know, some elite coach that is dying to take this job? And we sing in the praises yeah. of Mark Stoops at Kentucky. Well, there was a point in time early in his tenure, much like Drink right here, where they were ready to run his ass off too. And right. I understand it maybe at, uh, you know, Florida – you know, their, their expectations are to win the national championship. At LSU, they're winning national championships. You ain't getting it done. Your ass got to go. At a place like Missouri, where Drink is recruiting better than they've ever recruited before, where they're, you know, there's, they may not be world beaters at this point in time, you have got to invest in your program and, in, and invest – you know, I, I don't know how much – it's an issue that they're, they're uh, every year is a different defensive coordinator. That's a huge red flag in my opinion. We have got to get some continuity. We have got to have some belief. We have got to give time at a place like Missouri. So I'm not saying Drinkwitz is the best coach in the country or anything like that or and, and he's a, you know, a slam dunk to turn it around at Missouri. But firing a coach every three years at Missouri, I guarantee you, we've seen it at Tennessee, that gets you nowhere. You got to buy in. You got to you got to buy in your coach. Hell, I would even give him an extension. And I, I know it sounds nuts, but these recruits need to see that. They need to see that your coach isn't on the hot seat. You know, he's he's trying to build from within. Yeah. You know, protect the borders. And, and and Missouri has a lot of talent out there. And if they can do that, which they've been doing, you know, and keep building off that, then you got to give them a shot. I'm I'm with you here, man. You buy in. You know, Eli has done some very good things up there in Mizzou. And I think I think the, the road ahead, I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But there's going to be – you don't have a quarterback. You know what I'm there saying? There was a reason they tried to get every damn transfer in the – you know. He, exactly. And they got and – they, Exactly, And they've got Mike. a touted if, freshman. If they got one, we'd been talking something different. Right. And they got a touted freshman that many people across the country, including – Tennessee and Josh Heupel really wanted in Sam Horn. Maybe he's your future, but he's just not ready yet. Maybe there comes a time where, where he emerges, and, and you know it, it probably is not going to be this season. Shade, you can't ask a true freshman to come in here and do, dominate the SEC uh, at, at the game's most important position. G- Georgia and, and Alabama don't even ask quarterbacks to come in and, and dominate as freshmen outside of maybe like a Jalen Hurts who. Let's be honest, he didn't dominate. He just he filled his role and he excelled at it. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I just think it's the height of stupidity to have a guy in here. We see plenty of positivity, and then we and then we say, well, hell, this, this ain't working out. Let's get rid of him. And all they're going to do is hire Drinkowitz 2.0 and, and hope, you know, exactly. that, it, that it's, that it's exactly. even better, which is not going to be. Yeah, no, you, you've got to – I mean, you've got to – believe that the hire you made originally was the best hire yeah you know if if you if you swung and missed a couple of times you're not gonna get another opportunity so just just 
double down, buy in. Let's 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 build this thing because there is some youth on this program with a lot of talent. You got a potentially game winning quarterback. You got one of the best wide receivers. I wouldn't say wide receiver. I just say athlete. Yeah, one of the best athletes in college football. You know the the future is bright. It's just you got to build it. You mm-hmm. know. The team in the locker room after this one. Yeah, um, one game doesn't define the season. How we respond will. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of negative thoughts and opinions out there about it. But, uh, you know, this team's got to stay together. Everything we're trying to accomplish is still out in front of us, but we got to get a lot better than what we were today. Kind of two parts. I mean, uh, why go, why'd you go to Jack for a little bit? And then where are you at quarterback-wise coming off this game? Yeah, I just felt like uh, Brady had gotten hit quite a bit. And, and after the air had got knocked out of him and, and we threw the interception, I just felt like, Let's just see if Jack was seeing something different. Um, obviously, not ideal situation for him to go in the game either. Uh, Brady's our quarterback. I was just trying to to light a spark or get something else going. Uh, but Brady's our quarterback. Well, speaking of disappointing, Shane Wake Forest goes into Nashville, just thrashes Vanderbilt, which we kind of expected, but we were hoping maybe lightning in a bottle would catch or something. But forty-five to twenty-five, <laughs> Mike Wright. They actually even got benched in this ball game. Shane, he was 8 of 15 for 35 yeah. yards and, and an interception. We found out uh, this Wake Forest quarterback was as good as they said, Shane. 300 yards, four <laughs> touchdowns, no interceptions. They went through Vanderbilt's defense like a damn hot knife through butter. Um, not, not a whole lot to say here, but uh, Vanderbilt just uh, clearly a long way to go. And, and Wake Forest came in ranked. This was you know, I, I don't want to say they're they're one of the best 25 in the country, but they certainly looked it on Saturday against an overmatched Vanderbilt team. They did what you're supposed to do against Vanderbilt. And, uh, you know, you kind of just hope, I think if you're Vanderbilt, you can put this one behind you and rebound next week against Northern Illinois, a team you should be able to compete with. Yeah, and, I, and there was a lot of fight. I, I will say that, Mike, you know, again, this isn't a game that they just gave up. And they, they fought tooth and nail to the very end. And, unfortunately, they just didn't have enough talent, enough depth to go. Uh, but it's a top 25 team, you know. So, I, I'm, I'm very impressed at this point with, with Vanderbilt than I, than I thought. I, they're further a lot further along this year than I thought they would be. Yeah. Hell, they're already over their over-under win total. You know what? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> now, speaking of a lot of fight, oh, my gosh, Shane, I was – you know, we were mocking San Jose State. I – I was just praying to God that, uh, you know, San Jose State didn't pull the upset on the planes, but Auburn held on 24-16, especially after I guaranteed their coach was not going to get another SEC win. I was just imagining, uh, I don't know if there's San Jose State fans out there, but if they found that clip, they were going to have a good time with it. But, man, do we have some issues on the plane, Shade? This, I thought they were just going to tear yeah. through this team, but mistake after mistake after mistake. Kept San Jose State in it. T.J. Finley, 167 passing yards and interception. They bring in Robbie Ashford, who was was a spark in the opener. One of three for one yard and one interception. That ain't going to get it done. Our only, our our shining, you know, our silver lining here, Auburn rushing attack just tore through San Jose State. That's why you won the ball game. 210 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. But uh, two turnovers by Auburn really Made this an interesting game. Auburn didn't have a, a single 10-play drive against a team that, that you should have owned on the field. And now you got Penn State coming to town. So, man, I, they got a lot to correct on the planes this week. You know what? 
Yeah, a little discouraging, you know, stupid, stupid things, stupid plays, stupid, you know, penalties, turnovers. You know, I thought we were in better shape going into this game. Uh, but, again, Mike, ugly win, still a win, so I'm not totally discouraged, you know, about the future of this program. But this is a team that needs to be flawless right now. There's a lot of people watching uh, unlike Mizzou, there's a lot of people standing in line for that job. So, you, you, to keep them away, you got to keep winning, and you can't be going toe to toe with San Jose. Yeah, and, and you put this all behind you, Shane. If you beat Penn State, which is the first SEC on CBS game nationally televised, but at the on, on you know on the flip mm-hmm. side, if you embarrass yourself, we're, there, there's going to be no end to the mockery. So, huge, huge week for Auburn. We're going to be you know talking about it all week. But last thing here, Shay, we got a little cupcake update here, a little dessert for the rest of us. <laughs> Georgia beat the hell out of Sanford, thirty-three to zero. I mean, they they didn't even try in this game, yet they won by over thirty points. Yeah. Not really anything to talk about in this game, aside from the the injury to Ada Mitchell, which we hit on already. He's he should be okay, not going to be long term. Ole Miss beat Central Arkansas, fifty-nine to three. Ooh, doggy, Central Arkansas is terrible. And LSU beat the Brakes yeah. off Southern 65-17. I mean, I got nothing on those games. Any thoughts on those? Uh, we even got fans running down on the field during <laughs> oh, the plays. Yeah. Like, they didn't care. That was, was the like, highlight of the game right it was there. Like a... <laughs> anybody that missed it. Seriously, guy, it was like peewee football. Yeah, anybody that missed it. I mean, this guy, he must have been drunk or on drugs or something. But he literally oh, he's high as a kite. walked yeah. onto the field. He was watching the game from about the 10-yard line until the police <laughs> came and got him. And, and then he was he seemed bewildered that, that they wanted him off the field. I mean, it was one of the best clips i ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't believe it. So, yeah, that was the highlight of that game. But, you know, hey, Mike, it was it was a hell of a week, brother. It wasn't pretty, but, you know, there were some good things. There were some bad things. There was things we can learn from. But season's not over. There, There's not one loss, uh, you know, especially like that Texas A&M. I know it sounds stupid. I know. I, I'm just super optimistic here. But, you know, you still control your destiny. You win out. You know, you still the the world's your oyster. So, uh, you, 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 it sucks because you'll never look at you'll never look at App State again. You know, <laughs> I, I trust me. I I took me a long time. I think they beat us. We were number ninth yeah. when App State took us down. You know, they beat Michigan. We we got to hear those stories over and over again. You paid a lot of money for that, but. You know, that's okay. You know, build build off of it. You haven't lost anything in the SEC right now. So, you, but, you know, I'm just, again, talking these guys off the ledge. Florida Gators, again, I'm not, don't be discouraged. You're further along than you, you were top 20. Right. You know, you went from a fired head football coach to a top 20 program. You know, you're still going to be, rece- what are they now? Are they top 25 still? Yeah, Florida's still in the top 25. Yeah. So, I mean, so don't hang your head. You're still in good shape there. So, um, South Carolina, I thought there were some positive things come from that game. You know, uh, there's there's plenty of talent. The future's bright. So, you know, Mizzou's got some work to do, but they've got some athletes. But all in all, man, it was, a, you know, another great week. Now, Shane, I know this has been a long one, but we got one final thing here. Opening lines are out for next week. So, I, I love to run these by you real quick. And uh, I, I love to get your guesses on it, but I'm going to start with your vol, Shane. They're hosting Akron. What do you think the point, the opening point spread was for that one? 
Oh, 60, 70? 50. <laughs> Tennessee favored by just, 50. Oh, damn. Have you ever? I was joking. Have I, you ever seen a Tennessee line minus 50? No, never. <laughs> I, in fact, I may, I may put money on Akron just because I ain't ever seen something like that. <laughs> How about this one, Shane? Wait, huh? Wouldn't that be something? You, you win by seven touchdowns, but you still lose the bet, you know? <laughs> Louisiana Monroe at Alabama. What are the line for that? Uh, Alabama minus 42. Close, 48. I mean, oh, my. Look at these lines we oh, got here. Okay. Oh, so, looks like a fun, fun week so <laughs> South far. South Florida at Florida. What do you got for that one? Uh, Florida minus... Mm, 31 25 you were pretty close now here's okay, much okay. much closer Vanderbilt at Northern Illinois what do you got for that one mm, uh, I still think they're going to go with Northern Illinois nah Vandy minus 1 Boom, nailed it Vandy minus 1 Penn State okay. at Auburn what do you got for that uh, Penn State minus 16 3 only 3 Oh, wow. Okay. I can get behind that. <laughs> How about Ole Miss at Georgia Tech? That's not what I thought it would be. I just thought that's what Vegas would think it is. Uh, who is it? Georgia oh, and Virginia oh, Tech? Ole Miss say? at Georgia Tech. Oh, I was way off. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss at Georgia Tech. Give me Ole Miss minus 12. Almost nailed it. 13. Oh, Okay. They're going to kill that one. I like that. How about bet. this? Miami at Texas A&M. Oh, man, this one's tough. Um, I'm still going to go A&M minus four. Five. A&M favored by five. Okay. All right, this is going to be the game of the week okay. here. Mississippi State at LSU. Uh, Mississippi State minus four and a half. Close three. And then last but not least, I hope this is a great game. Maybe this will be game of the week. I hope so. Georgia at South Carolina. Uh, Georgia minus 23. 26. Oh. Come on, Spencer. Get, get us, make us a ball game. Come you know on. what? Come on. Come on, man. Five-star versus the mailman. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I'm running out. Too. Okay, brother. Well, hey, I appreciate you. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for stopping by on this five-hour podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> yeah, you went full Rogan on this one. All right, see you guys. Go balls.